0: Hello, and welcome to Linux Action News, episode 228, recorded on February 16th, 2022. I'm
1: Chris. And I'm Wes. Hello, Wes. Let's do the news. We start this week by keeping a close eye on the last-minute deck developments. And the software that powers it, of course. That's because, as we record right now, we're just mere weeks away from the official release.
0: So that does make it rather noteworthy that a major version of Proton has just now been released. I mean, that's the big compatibility layer that makes running Windows games possible on the deck. It's a critical component for the deck. It's a big part of their strategy. And Proton 7.0, which is just released, pulls in Wine 7.0, which was a major release on its own. I mean, amongst a lot of other things, we get improved support for DirectX 9 through 12. That's that's massive for the deck. Even
1: more exciting, though, is support for easy anti-cheat. Well, okay, at least if the game in question has enabled the Linux module. But hey, it's possible at all now. Also worth remarking on here is that the development team, well, they seem pretty darn pleased with this release, and I think rightfully so. But... The real question is, Chris, do you think you'll actually have Proton 7 when you get your deck? Or are you going to have to update right out of the box?
0: Hmm, are those images already baked? Stay tuned and find out.
1: Good news for those of you out there still racking and stacking. Gigabyte and Canonical announced they'll be working together to certify Gigabyte server hardware for Ubuntu. Now, Gigabyte has already advertised Ubuntu Linux support on various workstations and server motherboards because, well, of course Linux runs on that hardware, but they'll now be moving forward with obtaining official certification from Canonical. As part of that certification process, they'll be ensuring Gigabyte servers work on the two most recent Ubuntu LTS versions, as well as making sure things work with Canonical's Metal as a service.
0: Yeah, so it's not really clear here if all of Gigabyte server products are going to get the certification treatment. But here's how you'll tell in the near future, you'll be able to find a section on Canonical's website that'll have the Gigabyte certified servers listed, where you'll be able to just click a link and purchase them. So the models that do get certified by Canonical will be easy to find on Canonical's website. So that works. And this is really great to see ASUS, Dell, Fujitsu, IBM. Huawei, Lenovo, and others, they have done this in the past, so it's nice to have one more added to this list. And also, if you're in Barcelona and you're going to Mobile World Congress 2022, Canonical will be there. They're going to demonstrate how to manage and operate distributed compute pools with their open source solution. And they have been going regularly since the Ubuntu phone project. In fact, the mobile industry kind of represents a decent portion of their client base. And it made me realize, looking at this, the fact that they're still going, um, I don't think that time they spent on the Ubuntu phone was necessarily wasted. I think they invested in an industry that is continuing to pay dividends.
1: We've got a couple exciting updates that will be coming to a kernel near you pretty soon. Let's start with our future workstation file system, at least we hope, Bcache FS. Bcash FS has been in development since the mid-2010s, having evolved from the bcache module, which provides a block cache layer for the Linux kernel. It aims for speed while also having ButterFS-like features. Say, for instance, snapshots, which were added fairly recently to the project. It's been under pretty heavy development lately, which hasn't left a ton of time for project updates. But this week, lead developer Kent Overstreet provided one of those, with a new posting on the Linux kernel mailing list. We'll have the full post linked if you're curious, but while we're speaking of snapshots, he noted that, quote, I'm particularly proud of how snapshots turned out. It's roughly a versioned B-tree approach, and it's scalable and fast. He also noted some nice consequences of that design. Things like the file system repair time, well, that doesn't depend on the number of snapshots. So it sounds like we can kind of go crazy with them. (laughs) Snapshot with abandon. Uh, He said that he had a VM that he had loaded up
0: with a million snapshots and performance was still just fine. He also recently noted, quote, things are in flux lately with all the allocator work. But I'm hoping that once that settles down and I've worked through the backlog of bug reports and performance regressions, we might be ready for upstreaming sometime this
1: year. One more kernel update to look forward to. It seems that longtime Linux kernel developer Jens Expo is known for his I.O. mastery, maintaining the block subsystem, and developing features you hear about on this show like I.O.U.Ring. Well, recently, he picked up an Apple MacBook Pro with an M1 Pro inside and jumped into the nascent M1 Linux community. After just a few days of tinkering, Expo shared last week that he was, quote, very impressed by the hardware, and has begun dabbling with CPU frequency tuning support for the Apple M1, an effort that was started by Asahi Linux developer Hector Martin. Hey, maybe by this time next year, I'll be running Bcache FS on my M1 running Linux. Leno.com slash LAN.
0: Go there to get $100 and 60-day credit on a new account, and show your support for the show. Linode is the Linux geeks cloud. With 11 data centers worldwide, they've been hard at work for almost 19 years, creating the best experience to run applications. And a huge congratulations to everyone for the big news. Linode has been acquired by Akamai, and that's 19 years of hard work that's getting paid off. And you could really see, as they would put it, the synergy there with that acquisition. Go try it out right now. Maybe you want to build something yourself. Maybe you want to take advantage of one of their one-click deployments. And their super fast systems, their S3 compatible object storage, their totally metal boxes if you like to go old school. They got it all. And they got it all and they got a great interface and the absolute best customer support in the business. From the support to the super fast rigs to the Linux culture that runs deep. I mean, that's something I know about Linode. I know they have a culture that's strong and that runs deep. There's a lot of reasons why I choose Linode, but you may come up with your own set of reasons. So go try it yourself and get that experience and go get that $100. Go to linode.com slash land. And a big thank you to Ting, linux.ting.com. If you're sick of overpaying for cell service, go see how much you could save and then take 25 bucks off that at linux.ting.com. One of the things I hear all the time from my friends outside the U.S. is Ting does mobile how the rest of the world had to do it. They came into mobile a little bit later than we did in the States and we got these big duopoly set up. But in other parts of the world, the carriers actually have to be competitive with each other. And they actually have to compete on things like value and customer service. That's Ting. And that's what makes Ting great in the States. They're a mobile virtual network operator. They ride on top of those big coast to coast networks. But you interface with Ting, who's nimble who has great customer support, a fantastic deal, like seriously, they got a plan for everybody, and no contracts ever. I've been a customer since 2013, so I can tell you Ting is great. I've stuck with them for the long haul because it's just a smarter way to do mobile. Every Ting plan gets access to their award-winning customer support. In fact, Ting Mobile was just recently named the number one carrier by Consumer Reports in 2021. You never have to worry about a contract. It's super easy to get started. Their website makes it really quick and fast and straightforward. So go to linux.ting.com. Check your current phone, create an account, and pick the plan that's right for you. Ting will send you a SIM card. You pop that sucker into your phone, and guess what? You're going to get activated in minutes. It could be in the middle of the night. Everyone's asleep in your house, and you're getting everybody set up on better, smarter mobile service. That's what I did. That's what you can do. linux.ting.com.
1: We saved our last story for one we've been waiting for since episode 168, way back on December 20th, 2020. As you might recall, if you can remember back that far, that's when Google acquired Neverware, a company whose product made it possible to run Chrome OS on regular PCs. Well, on Tuesday... Google announced its plans to release Chrome OS Flex, a product designed to run on PCs and Macs as old as about 13 years. What's really new about all this is probably just that running Chrome OS on non-Chromebook hardware is now officially sanctioned by Google. But before you get too excited, You should know that as of now, Chrome OS Flex does still have some limitations. Most significantly, perhaps, Flex can't yet run Android applications. But if you don't care about that, well, it's available right now as, quote, early access. So do set your expectations accordingly. It probably won't be as stable as the full-blown release coming in, hopefully, a few months.
0: Yeah, and with 13 years of general hardware support, you got a good shot here. You need four gigs of RAM, you need an x86 64-bit CPU, and a modest 16 gigs of disk. There are some systems in the last 13 years that have come out, like specifically some Atom boxes that are not supported. That's all on Google's website here. Uh, And Google does say, quote, components made before 2010 might result in a poor experience. So you have that as well. Uh, But, you know, really, I think if you're going to want to get the best Google experience and, you know, if you're going to use this in an institution and you actually want hardware and software support, you're ultimately going to still want to get something that's actually been certified by Google, which at that point, you might as well get a Chromebook. But, I mean, I could see other reasons why you might not. And Google is going to have a list of certified hardware models that they're going to test, they're going to troubleshoot, and they're going to optimize for, and then they're going to supposedly make it easy for you to find on their website. But what I find fascinating about this is it it seems like, because if you look at their specific BIOS support, they've they have made it really flexible. Ha ha. Aha. I just got, maybe that's why they called it Chrome OS Flex. Uh, but they've made the BIOS support really clever and flexible. And so it's possible, and people are speculating, that you could install this on Chromebooks that are past their built-in expiration date, that are no longer supported. You could come along and put Chrome OS Flex on them and get a whole new life out of the box, potentially. So we'll see, we'll see, but it does seem like we've been waiting for this one a little bit longer than we expected. I think you and I both thought this would probably be announced in 2021. Uh, Yeah, definitely.
1: It is still nice to see now, though. You know, we hem and haw about how we feel about Chrome OS. Does it count as desktop Linux? Does it make us uncomfortable? But having an official version that you can just run on any old hardware, well makes it a little more approachable, at least to me. And I imagine it might make it easier to use for schools that didn't already buy into the whole Chromebook paradigm, right? They've already got some hardware out
0: there. Yeah, and I think it's good anytime you can make it possible to easily reuse old hardware. You know, why Why throw a PC out that's, that's less than 13 years old and still works if you're at a school or an institution if you you know, I mean, a lot of us just need a web browser now, that's just it, yeah. and I like it for that as well. i I think also the messaging around that has been interesting. Google's kind of low key, making sure everyone understands that they've designed this to also work on MacBooks. I find that fascinating and perhaps appropriately timed because you're going to have organizations and groups. They're going to transition to the M1 or the Apple Silicon architecture and leave their old Intel machines behind. This could be one more thing you now do with those old Intel MacBooks. And I'm thinking not I'm not thinking like the most recent Intel MacBooks, but I'm thinking, you know, like the 2015s, the 2013s, uh, some of the older ones that are still perfectly good. Maybe you could try
1: putting this on there. I will admit I'm pretty darn curious. I'm also kind of curious if they've done any custom work to make this work and install easily and and well on Mac hardware. I mean, I know older Macs now tend to have some decent kernel support, but it can still be hit or miss. Yeah, and that trackpad,
0: <laughs> that trackpad and that Wi-Fi and that webcam, that can be very tricky. But um back on the main PC side, what do you think, West, does this mean that Google is now shipping a general PC Linux distro.
1: I mean, you can run it on just about any hardware now. And, yeah, and you can you can run regular desktop Linux apps on it.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely more Linux than Android. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think I have to say yes. I mean, don't call it that, and don't call it a PC, maybe. But 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 yeah. I mean, they they've kind of come at this in in the same way Apple or a similar way that apple has with the ipad os and and rebuilding things up you know they started with a, a very limited set of things you could do with this computer but yeah at this point with chrome os yeah i think you have to say that it is right and in
0: so many ways chrome os is a more sensible architecture than android uh, and you know you could see how you could eke more performance out of chrome os too uh, we'll we'll sit here and try to figure out what to call it, and we'll let you know. You just tune in every week and find out. Go to
1: linuxactionnews.com slash subscribe for all the ways to get new episodes. And to linuxactionnews.com slash contact to let us know what weird piece of hardware you tried Chrome OS Flex on.
0: And send us a boost. If you got value from this show, we now support the value-for-value value support model. Go get a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com and then
1: boost your favorite Linux podcast. We'll be back next week with our take on the latest Linux and open source news. Thanks for joining us. And that's
0: all the news for this week.